to the local bar podcast with your host chad alexander come on in we have a lot of friends we want you to meet waha how you from beautiful downtown columbia south carolina located right in the heart of rosewood this local bar i'm your host chad alexander and of all the places you could be you have decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, part of the Libsyn Network. If you are a fellow podcaster, you can find us, friend us, follow us over there. Uh, check us out uh, Twitter and the Facebook, uh, Local Bar Media. <clears throat> Comments, questions, condolences, chad at localbarmedia.com. If you are in... The Columbia, South Carolina area, May 1st, for the Rosewood Crawfish Festival. Duncan Sims and the Accused, your boys band here. We'll be playing 11.30 to 12.30. Up on the stage, uh, Prettier Than Matt's going to be on after us. Looking forward to seeing them. They're always a a really good time. And then uh, Driving and Crying is closing out the show. There's another band or two. I'm not really familiar with them, but I'll figure out who they are. Over the next couple of weeks, give them a little love here on the show. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good week getting ready uh, in, in that. I, I don't know where, how it is where you are, but South Carolina is a funny state. Um, this time of year, it doesn't know what season it wants to be. It's going to be uh, cold one minute, hot the next. Uh, you, you wake up, it's 30 degrees. The end of the day, it's 80. No matter what you, you do, no matter how you try to dress, you dress ridiculously for the day. We're kind of in that in that setting now, and uh, it I, I think this is when everybody gets sick too. This is where all the the colds come in, pollen's kicking up. So uh, I've tried to keep a positive attitude this week, but it's been it's been pretty difficult. We got somebody who's going to join me here in just a moment to talk about quite a few things that we've got going on. Excited to have this interview. It's always good to talk to this person because she is my wife. Uh, co-host of the uh, once wildly popular podcast, uh, Welding a Family. Maybe one day that'll be resurrected. We'll talk about that and a few other things here in a couple of minutes. Um, don't know how life is for you. It's it's obviously getting bu- busier here in South Carolina on our highways that head towards the beach. Even though the weather doesn't feel very spring breaky. It is uh, the traffic's sure acting like it. So if you're if you're coming through this area, want to find out if you're anywhere near us, make sure you shoot us an email. You never know, might be somewhere near you. We're 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 actually heading down to the coast this weekend. We're going to talk about that in here in a few minutes. If you are someone who's a listener of the show and like to let us know you're down there anywhere around the coast, please shoot us an email. I'd uh, love to talk to you. Um. We've got a good bit to go over with Maria, so I'm going to keep this kind of short at the beginning. Um, but uh, we'll hop on in with her coming on out here to the studio now. I've got her landing spot over there and her nice chair all ready to go. We'll have a, a little talk, and then I'll catch you on the other side of the break. Wake up, think about it, what's it going to be? The air that surrounds it is not enough to breathe. The stars 
us around you fall at your command the sea it will drown you and bring you back again well with me this week is the uh, uh co-host to the uh absolute rager of a podcast welding a family has been dormant for a while but maybe maybe one day we bring it back if I can convince her to come out here more often than once every two years, I think it's kind of the the way we're going right now. The Gina Carano to my Mandalorian, Maria. Maria, how are you? I'm well. How are I'm you? doing great. You didn't even let me finish. I know because I'm still mad about this microphone stuff. Before I so before we got on here, Maria's. So you were you were making smart comments about how jam packed the studio is, and I agree with you. I think it's time to build a new studio. Or maybe throw away boxes. Or how about we get all this stuff loaded into the camper? <laughs> it's just boxes and boxes. I know. I'm looking at boxes. Empty boxes. I'm looking at boxes of Christmas stuff and and clothing that doesn't belong in here. So there's a, there's a car seat in here. That's not mine. You put it in here. Still not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is. That's right. <laughs> Technically, it goes in your car. Um, so we are, we're on the verge of our first camp out. We, uh, not our first camp out. We've done camping before, but we recently purchased a pop-up trailer because our good friends, the Millers, who we talked about quite a bit on the old podcast, Welding a Family. Um, they were our neighbors back at our old house. They have three little girls, I think, cause I still swear Maggie's always pregnant. I have no idea. I feel like she's been pregnant for like eight years. I think she's done now. Yeah, I guess it will. Chris is so. Um, we uh, we they bought a pop up camper a year ago. We went and had such a great time that Maria broke her arm in, in their camper and was like, I, "We need one of these so I can break something else." I just got the final bill on that. Actually, Did <laughs> like, you re- are you serious? I'm serious, because the first time I didn't have my whole insurance card and you couldn't go in with me. Right, hang and on. It was a whole. I think we talked about it on the other show, but we didn't go back and explain what happened. So. We were camping in the mountains. I guess it was right outside of Saluda, right? Yeah. Saluda, North Carolina. And I was putting the girls to bed, and Sterling was a little stuffy. And so I was laying in the bed with the girls, and Sterling couldn't breathe well. And so I said, Sterling, do you need some Vicks? And she said, yes. So I tried to climb quietly out (laughs) of the bed and go get Vicks that was in another bag. And because... Maggie was putting the girls down, but instead I stepped on their shoes and fell and hit my arm on the bathroom wall, the little tiny pop-up bathroom wall, which I fractured my arm. So then we took a trip to the ER right in the middle of COVID in a pouring down rainstorm going down a windy mountain. Very windy mountain road. (laughs) The pain combined with the mountain Wandy Rose made me throw up the whole way. <laughs> well, what I love is when you're telling the story, you talked about how you quietly got out of bed. Well, I was trying <clears throat> to quietly get out no, of bed. No, I, I love that because Chris and I were outside being extremely quiet. Oh, my gosh. And uh, when you came out of the camper, you were holding your arm, and you're like, I think I hurt my arm, but I think I'm okay. And there was a knot the size of Texas. <laughs> Like when you fell, we thought that we actually thought the roof was falling on the camper. 
the roof. Yeah. The roof was on fire. Yeah, the roof was on fire. <laughs> so uh, we had such a good time <clears throat> and uh, enjoyed Dr. Bill's like that. So we decided, why, why don't we get our own and we can double down on it. Oddly enough, ours does not have a bathroom in it. We're so. not. No, that's not happening. And I promise the first thing that's going in the camper beside the bed is the Vicks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Everything will be in reaching range. Yes, nothing will. <laughs> nobody will have to get out for anything. So we um, we did have a really good time. We enjoyed it. You know, I, I've debated over getting a pop-up camper. I didn't know if that was going to be so. We've tent camped. Girls do good with it. I knew I wanted to get us something, but I didn't know exactly what we wanted but the Miller's pop-up camper is really nice. So we bit the bullet and bought one. We've set it up a couple times in the backyard, but it set sail Easter Sunday for a few days down in Myrtle Beach. And we're going with the Miller's, and it should be a, a pretty good time. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I think it's so funny how you said you debated it. What do you for mean? For so long. I did. There was no debate. Oh, no. I, I wanted one. Why and no? I kept gradually hinting until I sent you 500 different campers okay you'd sit but it's not like you sent them to me in a weekend and i was like wow maybe she's onto it you did this over a course of like two years yes. so you wore me down yeah <laughs> uh well the first thing though is we had to get a car we did we had two I sedans know, and we didn't have a car to get yeah so we did uh, uh birthday present really out of necessity as well we we, we bought an suv because we needed something you can say it was my birthday yeah uh yeah because <laughs> be... sterling didn't think it was my birthday what present. did she think it was she didn't, but remember when we were at the table and she was like, Mommy, you don't have any gifts for your birthday? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell her we're paying for that birthday present every month. No, but it, it, it was nice because you haven't, you, I mean, have you, when was the last time you had a, have you ever had a brand new car? Oh, my neon. My say hi car. Okay. So, so your Dodge my neon. My Dodge neon, which I bought. <laughs> Well, actually, I've had two, and I bought them both because of the commercials. But I bought the Neon because it was like this little car, and it was a white screen, and the car came up, and it said, hi, and then it sped off. And I felt yeah. like it was like one of those cars that you pull back. Yeah. And like, you know, the little- the Little toy cars, right, yeah. Right. You pull it back, and then you let it go, and it just goes forward. Yeah. And so I bought that car from the commercial, and my grandma had to co-sign for me. I I remember those commercials and they and they had there were magazine print ads that just had that too it had the car on a white background and just right. said hi on it just said hi and I remember they'd always have the different colors right. sometimes lined them up and they they looked very much like Volkswagens because that did. was that was right when the VW Bug kind of made its comeback too right. didn't it yeah it was such a cool car I loved that car it was like kind of a bluish purplish purplish color yeah and so um so yeah I remember I wanted it but I had no credit as I was. 19 and no nothing and my grandma said she would co-sign for me so my grandma didn't even drive <laughs> she didn't even have a license i was gonna say she didn't have a license did she, she didn't have a license and so she went with me to the dealership and, and co-signed for me and i bought that car and yeah. i drove that car for probably i don't know nine years almost 10 years i loved it i loved that car an old man um a drunk driver hit it oh really wrecked it yeah huh? thing but i loved that car and so anyways and then i bought the eos which i absolutely loved but i leased it so it really wasn't like that's a still a new car though that's, yeah that's and i bought it completely well, off that, the commercial that's what i mean like you a, a new car i mean right. I, I, whether you buy or lease it okay yeah so you're so this is my third one i guess your last car you drove for like 10 years yeah too and i didn't i didn't see that car either that 
Um, so I needed a, a better car and I hate buying cars. That's the reason I buy them from the commercials. And I told Sterling's dad, I was like, I, just get me whatever. I don't want something I can see and I don't want heavy doors because that annoys me and I wanted to be able to have no blind spots and so I said I don't care about anything else and he came home with the um, Optima Kia Optima so that's all you wanted out of that car yep so this car we test drove but then you picked out the car that we didn't test drive I pretty much said the same because thing. it needed its own satellite orbiting above it <laughs> <laughs> I love this car. It is. I, I will say that stuff that you wanted is pretty cool. I mean, and it's very functional. I didn't need all the other stuff. I didn't need the du dual sunroof. I didn't need the the heated seats. Yeah, but the you back get seats, you got to get all, all that I if you want the I one mean, thing you right, wanted. Right, but I I absolutely love this car. Like today, I was stuck in traffic because a ridiculous train was at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And all these people behind us were blowing the horn because the light was green, but we couldn't go because the There's train. A train, yeah. And all these people are just like freaking out and blowing the horn, and, bl and I'm just like, whatever. So I finally the train leaves, and the and our light turns green, so I go, and we're just like one car into the uh, the lane, you know, but just a few minutes, and everybody's gonna start moving. We're gonna go. Yeah. Well, the people in the opposite direction were just laying on the horn and I just looked at them and I just laughed I was like really like you know we've all been waiting for this train right right <laughs> like, yeah you know I promise this next minute and a half is not going to delay you that much and the guy just like he was so mad and then he just saw me laughing and then he just started laughing because I was like like what are you doing like right. you're just ruining your whole day right now for just this minute and it a just, half. it hadn't even started man <laughs> right. we all hate the trains we all get it yeah. Right. Guess what? Everybody's late. It's not like I got free minutes because of the train. Yeah, we're all we're all here, man. I don't know. It's today kind of started off kind of crazy. So so it's April Fools. Yeah. And Sterling has been super excited about April Fools. This is the first time she's ever really been excited about it, and she's been talking about it all week. And I was kind of running late a little bit this morning because my phone was on the ground or whatever when I was trying to and so I broke up late but I still wanted to run so I ran and you were waiting for me outside because you had to go to work so anyways I got, got in showered trying to hurry well Sterling had put a rubber band around the kitchen sprayer <laughs> so, <laughs> so all right, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead because I hadn't thought about this Remember how you went running and she just magically woke up? I did not right. go wake her up. She really, honest to God, woke up on her own. And I had nothing to do with yeah, that. Yeah, right. I swear I'm to God, I swear, I swear to all that is holy, I did not. She was so excited that she got me with yeah. that silly sprayer. Yeah. So, her and Jack. <laughs> yeah. Jack the love dog. Yeah, a dog. So, Maria's mom's dog stays with us every now and then. It's my favorite animal that I've ever had. It's the worst dog. It is the worst dog. That God, God was like, you know, <clears throat> I haven't made a piece of crap in for uh, like a long time. Uh, human beings are kind of being crappy to each other. How about I just make the world's worst dog? And that's that's what your mom ended up with. He is the dumbest, most annoying dog. And you He's say actually not dumb. Oh, my gosh. I think he is not dumb. I think he is not good, and I think he's bad, but I don't think he's dumb. I think he's pretty smart. I think he is stupid. 
stupid. I know you think that. What's one thing you've taught him that he continues to do? No, I mean, I think Nothing. he does do. I think he is smart. Oh, well, you, you, you teach him to pee on our carpet? Yeah, because he does that all the time. He's great. He's great at that. Not even getting into this. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, come on. You have to admit, nobody's really taken up for this dog. We're just talking about oh, what I degree don't, of. I don't think that the dog is good. Yeah. Okay. I, I think the dog is really bad. I think it's a really bad dog. However, I do not think the dog is dumb. I think the dog is very smart. Mm. Oh. But. He's just He's just an asshole. Then. Well, he, <laughs> so, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Well, uh, so anyway, so he's he's kind of spending the night with us, too. So And then we have uh, Sterling's got a friend over. It's all crazy around here. So uh, the past year, we uh, – is it fair to say that we haven't had a bad year? I mean, with COVID and everything, I think out of all of our friends, people that we've tried to help out, situations that we've had. I mean, we don't get me wrong. We've lost family members. We've had issues. We, hell, all of us in the house have had COVID. Right. We've gone through our ups and downs, but we, I mean, we we had a plane crash right across the street from our house. <laughs> we so, forget, <laughs> keep forgetting about that thing. So I don't think I've talked about that on the show. Relatively speaking, we've had a good year. Yeah. If you take this year and compare it to the other natural disasters and brought on disasters that we've dealt with in the past years, it's actually not been a bad year. In in one month. Knock on wood. Yeah. In one month, we had COVID. And a plane crashed across the street from our house. And we thought Sterling was kidnapped. Oh, that's all right. Oh, month. my God. I forgot all that. <laughs> all in the same month. This is why we have to have a podcast, because I keep forgetting all the crap that happens to it. Right, but, but, but overall, overall, and we can we can go. If you want to hear more about these stories, chat at localbarmedia.com. Just write me an email. Tell Maria we got to get the, the other podcast going again. Um. All in all, though, we've had a pretty good year, but it doesn't—it doesn't mean we haven't had challenges, a bunch of other things going on. Well, we've had life. Yeah, but I think where other people have hurt financially, job-wise, right. and stuff like that, we work in in two sectors where it, that hasn't stopped. So that that's right. been nice for us. Um, I I we have had to to make some pretty hard decisions though that that we, honest to God, didn't see coming. One of them I want to talk to you about real quick. <clears throat> because we just kind of dealt with it again, and we've kind of we've kind of laid our cards out, and we're playing what what we've got uh, moving forward. But uh, last year, we decided we, we have a very very good public school here, Rosewood Elementary, that we really like. Sterling's done very well there. Uh, we love the principal. Gosh, she's one of the the best principals I think in the entire state. Uh, yeah, we do love her. Some really good teachers there. Great kids there, a lot of parent involvement. It's really, really great school. But due to the online learning, how Sterling didn't take really strongly to that, it wasn't something that you liked doing. It wasn't something that I liked doing. We, it just didn't jive with us. We had to make the decision on whether to, or not to put Sterling into private school. Now, for full disclosure, our other daughter, Bryn, is in a private school and, and, and always has been. So we've seen a taste of that, but we we didn't know which way Sterling would go with it. Um, we decided to go ahead and put her into the private school. She's done very well, uh, done extremely well with it. I think exponential growth, I would say, at least in study habits and how she's how she's done. But there's probably been a lot of parents that have wondered through the year if that's something that they should have done. I know it's hard. A lot of people can't afford it, especially if you lost a job. How are you going to turn around and do that? Right. Even our state tried to do something with tax credits, and people went nuts over it. So I, I don't know. Did that, I don't think that ever even went through. I'm not sure what happened no, with that. No, it didn't. It's still in. 
So Whatever. I'm curious if I were someone uh, that was just wanting to talk to you about it and, and, and I'm someone who was second guessing myself, should I put my kids in private school or not? What, what, where were, where were your points that you had to consider? And then um, in what situation would you have probably chosen the, the other way? If I was a better teacher, then I would have kept her in public school. You would have if you if you thought that that would that, that would have was been, a big thing. Really, yeah. you would have kept her where she was. If if I was better, if I was better at teaching, I I was not good at teaching. I was I'm not good at teaching, and she was not benefiting. She, I didn't want her to lose her excitement for learning, and at the end of the day, when we're both ended in tears. That was that was just not good, and I just didn't see how it was going to change because my job, I still had to work, even though, you know, at the time I was working from home, I yeah. I, I still had to stop what I was doing and go every 20, 30 minutes, I would be distracted by whatever was going on, and certainly it's not the child that, where I could say, okay, you sit here and you do this while mommy's doing this. It's not, that's just not how she is. But would would that have been a a total game changer for you? Because we we do like the fact that she's been around other kids. We do think that part's been important as well. I do. I think that is important. I think I probably could have figured that part out, though. But it definitely had a lot to do with the learning environment. Well, we do live in a neighborhood with a lot of kids. Right. Some people's parents <clears throat> are, are big on uh, really keeping their kids... I'm going to use the word secluded, and yeah, I don't mean I to. I don't way. mean yeah. to s sound harsh by s saying it, but it is the the way I see it. Some other parents have been okay with with there being a little bit more playtime and stuff like that. No disrespect to however somebody wants to see, it. but we've got we've got three kids out of two families that live a block away from us. One right. person lives one house away from us that we haven't seen those children in a year. I mean, they won't even let them out. I don't know if they don't let them out of the house. They let them out of the house. But they're like, they, they're kind of like, they, they really don't want them socializing because of COVID and, and things like that. Right. We, on the other hand, have been more open to it. Uh, we, there, there are other kids in the neighborhood that are, that their families right. are that way. Right. So I can see what you mean. I mean, everybody's got their the, the right to, to choose whatever they want to do. Even though society doesn't say that anymore, but but they do, and I can see where you're coming from on that. Um, any other reason why you wouldn't have done it besides if we didn't have the money, if there if it wasn't in the budget to do that? Sure, that's a. That's I mean, a I do, I, I do believe in in public education. I do want Sterling involved in public education. I want her to be in a diverse environment and and have friends from all different backgrounds. So that that definitely was a concern for me with having her in public, I mean, in private school, going from public to private. Um, all of those things kind of, kind of were things that I considered. So one of the things that I, it, it's so funny that you bring that up. I've been thinking about this a lot. When you talk about the diversity and everything that that there is something there. I mean, we're, now we're in South Carolina. <clears throat> we have probably a little bit more diversity than people think in this state, 
but there obviously is a major difference between private schools and, and public schools here. I'm a product of South Carolina public school system. You're a product of the North Carolina public school system. Neither one of us went to a private school. Um, while I may get upset from time to time with the teachers' unions and the way they teach treat, uh, teach, treat teachers, um, the curriculum sometimes that they're trying to pass, the way that they focus on testing, I, I don't really like all that stuff. When it comes down to it, there is something nice, though, about the different socioeconomic gatherings that we see in our education systems because we live in an area that's got a very nice mix to it. As a matter of fact, one of the other schools, I won't say competing schools, but one of the other elementary schools, public elementary schools, has an immersion class for Hispanics, and it's not even, what, a mile down the road from the other one? I mean, we're, we're right, right here in a very... We have a Montessori school a block from our house. We so four schools within four miles. Right. So we, we have four elementary schools. Yeah. So we've got a very a very uh, that, that doesn't even count St. Joe's, does it? Oh no no no. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about public. Yeah, but but there is a private one right there too. I mean, so oh, we're, yeah, yeah we, we've got a very good uh, mix of uh, of uh, when it comes to the diversity there. It, that that is something for me that I I. I, I I can agree with you on that. That's it's something important. that you don't want to lose. At yeah, yet. it's very important to me because, I mean, it's one of the reasons we we enjoyed Rosewood because we want to be around other people. We want other opinions. We want other people's beliefs. We want other people's religions. Like we want to have all of those included in our lives. I think that's very important to both of us. And it's important for me to have my girls around that. And so going to a private school where the classes were much smaller, you just have, just because of numbers, you have such a, you, you don't have that opportunity that you do in a public school. Yeah. What, um, what's been the, what's been the greatest, uh, positive of Sterling going to the public, uh, private school? Routine. I think that's something that she's definitely, um, thrived on it's not over the top but it's definitely something that she has been able to adjust with and um, appreciated I think also the the um, I don't know how to really describe it and it except for the fact that she is there's a sense of standard that she has to live up to or she oh, just a higher doesn't. standard yeah, yeah i agree with that and and i think in public school it's more like okay well they're trying let's give like an a for yeah. effort and in private mm, that's not all the way it works yeah there is more of that participation trophy feel in public school right in private school it's like nah kid you yeah. can't hide with the rest of the class there's no curve here right yeah right but there's no sliding you just do it or you don't and it is no matter how many things i send into the classroom no matter how many extra gifts i, I, I bring to the teachers there's definitely she's <laughs> graded on what she does so I think that that is something that I've I've seen a difference in. What's the biggest negative of her going? It is a smaller group. Yeah. So I do, you know, I, I, uh, there's not such a variety of friends. You know, there's a there's more clicks because it's a smaller class. It's it's a smaller group of people. Um, so that I think that's probably more on the negative side. Yeah. You, um, I do like the fact that I don't have to sign her in every time we're two minutes late. Though. 
Yeah, that, that kind of work. You know, it's what's funny. One of the things I think is very interesting is y'all are more on time to school than you were to Rosewood. And the school that we send her to now is probably a good 15-minute drive. And uh, Rosewood is five blocks away. That is not true. Rosewood we're, is five blocks that, away. Rosewood is five blocks yeah. away, but we are not on time. We consider it on time if we're not the last person oh, in line. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll give you that. But that's that's what we always look. Starling's always like, Mommy, we're not the last one. I'm like, we're, we're, we're not late then. <laughs> as long as we're not the last one. You've had to you've had to make some adjustments. So I, I work out of town every day. Your, your job has gotten back to where, I mean, now a lot of people in your office have not been in there. You, you've been in the office every day. Uh, but you do have a little bit more of a relaxed schedule, but th- there have, there has been changes. So right. you've, you've kind of had the, you've kind of had that feel at least somewhat of a taste of single parent with a kid and a job and, and how you're dealing with where she can go. Um, there are people that obviously have it a lot harder than, than we have. There are people that have a lot easier. Um, but I'm curious what is when when you've been dealing with this over the past year as far as getting her to school getting to your job getting her picked up th- there's a little bit of that that we had before but it's got to be a little bit different this year what's been the biggest challenge that you didn't see coming with that kind of uh lifestyle schedule that goes on for you now hmm i don't know if i would consider are you talking about just with her changing schools, or are you no, talking just, about with just like I'm the talking whole more, more like, about you working? I'm thinking so. So I'm I'm kind of switching to you as a working adult who's watching after a kid. Your husband's out of town, so I I'm I'm basically you're basically single parenting it during the week, Monday through Friday. What's different about what you've had to do over this past year than years before? I mean, because I've always worked out of town, right? Um. I don't know. I really, I guess probably more the social aspect of things. Whereas, you know, if you were not here and Sterling and it was just Sterling and I, or even just Brent and I, we, um, we could go do things. We could, you know, go, um, hear the, hear a band play or hear some, you know, hear just some type of activity. And, and now we don't have that op- option. Now it's like straight, Work, school, home. Okay. Work, school, home. I was, what I was wondering if you were going to bring up or not is just the unknown that you seem to have. So let me, let me kind of put it a different way. You, you can make a plan. Let's take the summer out of it because summer is always a a Hail Mary almost like until you get into it. Um, I don't think if, if you don't have kids, you don't realize this. You would think, okay, I'll put my kids in camps. Number one, those camps are expensive as hell, and you have to decide which ones you want to go to. Second, you would think those camps would kind of know what they're doing in March. They don't. They don't really know exactly what's going on until May. They start up sign. I mean, when do they start sign up? Some of them start now, but oh yeah, I some mean, of them I don't start till last February. minute. Yeah. So while you're trying to figure your schedule out, that's one thing. Your schedule at work <clears throat> has changed, though. And right. so the unknown that goes from, okay, so I know that Sterling's going to do this. We're not in public school because some of the public schools are, you're, you're, you're zooming it these days. And then maybe you'll go in these days in the ever, the ever changing amorphous state that exists in, in the public school system makes it very, very difficult. But then, um, 
your job doesn't know really what they need to do either. They're right. trying to figure out what they want to do. Is that is that have you gotten used to that state or does that lack of continuity drive you crazy? No, it does drive me crazy. That's why I've been very agitated the past couple of weeks. It, it, it's very stressful because I am a planner and I do want to figure out what's going to happen and how things are going to happen. But I also know that I can create more problems if I constantly try to figure things out. So I'm really trying just to roll with things and it will all work out. It all has worked out this past year when everything was so unknown. So I feel like the same thing is going to happen in the next six to eight months. Yeah. It's been very frustrating for someone that does like to plan stuff because there's no planning. There's no, there's not been a planning. There's not been a plan for a year, for a whole year. You can't plan for this. Every time you try to plan, then they are like, oh, well, no, now we're two more weeks out. Only Now we're nine months, we're nine weeks out. Now we're, you know, well, we're not going to have, this isn't going to happen. We've been together since 2016, and the the fact that I don't ever go by plans doesn't hasn't changed your outlook on any of that. No, because yeah. I have four plans for your no plans. <laughs> <what> <laughs> um, we we had the podcast welding a family for for quite a while. We we stopped doing it. Uh, we've talked about doing it again. Is there, you know, sorry, the computer just crapped out on me. And I got to put a passcode in, and I can't even stop the recording. Hang on. Are these children outside in the cold? Yes. What are they doing? Well, there's a giant, apparently there's a giant bug that flew into the house, and so they can't go inside. Is the giant bug playing the PlayStation or something like I that? No so no idea. They... It says, Mommy, there's a giant bug, and it flies, and there is no way that I can go in, go get it out because all the doors are closed. So do they understand there's more of those bugs outside? I have no idea. Okay. Um, we talked about uh, one day in uh, therapy with uh, our our marriage counselor. We talked about how when we did the show, we, we both got something out of it. It was a time that we could sit and talk, and we really appreciated that. And we could tell when we were doing it again after taking a break for a little while that we, we could tell a really positive difference to it. Um while while I really believed in that show, and I still believe in that show, and I think that show is a hit because, quite frankly, I listen to other marriage shows or family shows, and honest to God, they're kind of crap. And I see you smiling over there, and you know it too. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to talk too big and get the make the ego too inflated, but I mean, you know, too, is something going on. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do you? <laughs> Where are you going with this? You used to always say you hate dead dead airspace. I know, but you keep looking at your phone and it keeps throwing me off. Um, do you? Why would you not want to do the show again? <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. That's nice. That's nice. I even you. have the artwork ready I to mean, go. I understand of the new that. Show. Well, first of all, first of all, we have about three hours in the evenings. By the time you get home from work, shows only time, shows only an hour long. Before the time we have to go to bed, okay. So that's one reason, and the second reason is we got a lot of heavy stuff going on in that 
family that's welded together. One of the things that I worry about with that, and, and I'll, I will have you know, I've gotten, not a ton, but I have gotten a couple of emails that have been very nice of people that have listened to both shows before in the past. Is that the reason why you got me on this show is to grill me about the other no, show? <laughs> no, 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 but I wanted to do that. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that, that people brought up, though, is that they really appreciated the show. They really liked it. They got a lot of stuff out of it. And um, I've thought about it, and I've really thought about pushing it with you. But one of the things that I think we have a hard time with is we can have a conversation like at the kitchen table, like we had tonight. Right. Half of that stuff we would not say into these microphones. Right. We also want to be very genuine, so we want to be careful with what we talked about. There's stuff that we are dealing with right now in our family that's happened over the past eight months that we probably shouldn't talk about on the show. Exactly. <clears throat> but it's something that's really important. So it's kind of one of those things that's really hard to balance out. The, the reason I bring it up, and again, I'm not trying to go down any road. We, we don't have much more time. Anyway, I, 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 I'm talking very, very high level on this. So we're not going to get into any specifics. But let me ask it like this. How did you feel about me starting this show back up after all the stuff that ended it last summer? Nervous. Okay. Once it got started and got rolling, how did you feel about it? Still nervous. All right, but th the same amount, though? Well, you're just getting started. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I completely appreciate it. I love the show. I loved it. It's one of my favorite things that we do. I worry about... I worry about the headspace. You know, I worry about... There's so there's still a lot of confusion going on with current situations, and I'm just not sure where I stand on it, which makes me nervous about speaking on things. You know, are you talking about like cancel culture type things? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it makes me very anxious, and it makes me very nervous. You know, there are people that because then we that. have two opportunities for people to come and like <laughs> stamp on our heads <laughs> right. and that just makes me you know it's one thing but it's just you and your you know your your deal but when we've got two things where we've got two different opinions I mean you and I both have two opposite opinions on a lot of different things and so we have so many opportunities for that and it makes me nervous and so I'm just not sure you know yeah do you think that do you think that this is a problem that's going to go away for people and I, I'm I'm backing off of us now saying that but for people that want to do stuff like that if there's there's another couple out there that hey I'd love to do a show about I mean anything but like you know if you're doing a show about gardening or something like that, you're, pro you're probably not going to get into <laughs> well, it. I don't, well, know. I don't know. What are you going to do, yeah. GMO? What are you going to do? <laughs> well, yeah. I, okay, so there's somebody, if you, if you look hard enough on the internet, somebody's right. got a problem with everything. That's but, the thing. But do you, think, do you think this is something that is going to subside, or do you think this is something that is here to stay? We're going to be dealing with this for the rest of, at least I, our lifetime. I don't know. I really don't know. What I really think, honestly, if you want my personal opinion, which I'm sure everyone does... Well, that's why I asked you on the show. No, I feel like if everybody would stop giving so much damn life to crap, you know, get off the Twitter. Get Don't talk. Don't respond. Don't put fuel on the fire. Just ignore it. Just like you ignore somebody being ridiculous on the street. If you see somebody being ridiculous on the street, 
you just ignore it. I've never thought about that. Do you think that's what it is? The I fact do, that 1,000%. Not, not the fact that people are saying something, but the fact that everybody feels compelled to respond. We talked about it tonight. There were so many things that we talked about tonight at the dinner table about, well, this is going on on Twitter, and this is going on. And I, I don't think that we should even give life to it. We shouldn't even give life to it, and that's the problem. It's a, one of the, 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 the biggest debate, especially when we met in person that time, when Justin Robert Young and I, sat around at the British Bulldog that night. He's of the belief that Twitter is real life. It is a it is a great picture of what real life is like. And I told him that I don't agree with that. Nope. I, I think either. Twitter is a bathroom stall that everybody writes on, which they're not really anonymous, but nobody's really there to get into it. And I think it's the worst of things. You want me to tell you why I think that? <clears throat> why? Because are you saying that you agree with me or Jerry? I agree I agree with you. Uh. Because how many times do you see on the internet of people just filming stuff and not being involved what do you mean by that you can see an event any kind of event a happy event a sad event a dangerous event and no one's doing anything but filming it they're not involved they're not going to stop the situation they're not going to give their two their two cents they're not going to give their opinion they're going to make people stop doing something because what they believe all they're doing is filming hmm they're just watching. Because if they got involved, then other people would see them being involved like sure. live. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going on with all this whole cancel culture thing. Like if you just stop giving life to it, but no, they're 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 talking, they're involved in it because you can't see them. But if you actually stopped and just stopped giving life to it, it, it would go away, I feel like. Oh, that's a good point. That's so, just my opinion. So do you think it'd be a good idea if I made my local bar t-shirts that said cancel cultural <sighs> survivor on the back of them? Would somewhere. that be pretty cool? <laughs> <laughs> when, one of these days I'm going to be bold. When we're millionaires from these podcasts, I'm going to be bold enough to do stuff like that. Well, uh, Maria, I'm going to let you go because I think you've got to round up little girls and apparently fight a, a very large bug that is probably eating Jack or something like that. I don't, something like uh, that. Uh, poor Sandy was outside and couldn't save the family um before i let you go when was the last time you were on a show what do you mean <clears throat> this show or the other show I, I, has it been over a year it's yeah it's definitely been over a year i think it has been a long time it's definitely been over a year how does it feel to be back in your old seat again or in the studio it's a little chilly <laughs> a little chilly and a little crowded. Well, get you—you you actually have the most space out of everybody in the studio, and uh, if it's chilly now, get ready for the campout starting on Sunday. I got my heater already packed. I was going to bring this one. Do you not want to bring this no, one? No, I do not want to bring that. Jesus, why? Why not? I don't know because it's as long as your leg. And we don't need that. That means it works. Oh, oh, so you're fine with your space heater on your side. But So everybody knows in this pop-up camper, we sleep on opposite sides. Yeah, happily married couple. We sleep <laughs> on opposite sides because we have two kids with us, and we each sleep with a kid. So you're going to have the heated side? No, I will. You know the heater is actually on your side, too, so, by the way. First of all, I got up in the middle of the night last night to turn the air conditioner on. I really don't think I'm going to need the heater. It's funny. So I was explaining, I was actually saying before you came out here that it's that time of year that this state doesn't know what what season it is. So last night in the middle of the night, I'm talking three in the morning, you're turning on the air conditioner because it was getting so hot. Or my hot flash, one of the two. <laughs> no, it, it was it was legit. And then tonight we have the heat on oh, in the house. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, 
Oh, well, feel sorry for us. Is that Jack? That's Jack. It must be time for you to go then, because I don't want to answer that crap, dog. Well, Maria, thank you for joining us this week. We really, really appreciate it. We look forward to hearing you on the next episode of Welding a Family, coming out soon to a podcast area near you. See ya. <laughs> Safe to assume that no one's watching over me. Safe to assume that there's no reason. The keys to my heart are lost in part, like a piece of modern art. It's got no legs. I changed sides I changed my mind And no one knew I want to thank my incredibly lovely And talented And patient wife uh, Maria uh, Again for coming out and spending time When we have not only a guest dog But my our, our daughter's got a friend over too uh, I don't think we explained that in the show And they decided to make their way outside I think that the giant bug has been subdued I think they're tying it up to the uh, top of the car To take it somewhere to get it stuffed and, and mounted uh, It's about the size of a grizzly bear I'm sure if it's, if it's, our, <laughs> if it's our daughter's doing But no, it's good. It's it, it's good. If if you if you never listened to the show before, Welding a Family was a was a podcast that Maria and I did for over about two years, and it was uh, when we got engaged. It was something we started doing because we wanted to kind of document what it was like for two people in their late thirties, early forties, who were getting remarried uh, with children. And uh, what that was like, and it was uh, it was a very very open, very uh, very honest, um, very blunt conversation into into different um, into different uh, trials that are there for for people that are going through that. But one of the things that I was really proud of with that show was that it it, it reached people beyond the uh, the parent community or even the the, the married community. It was is a very entertaining show. One that just dealt with issues uh, that, while they may have been family based, a lot of them were just social based, and I I appreciated them. I, I do understand Maria's worry though, and and now we weren't going to get too much into it. She has been, uh, just so you know, she's been very supportive of me starting this show back up. Um, she, while she understood the show ending uh, last summer, she she did question me on that a good bit. I mean, she wanted to make sure that it was the right decision. And I believe that she 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 and I both thought at the time that it was, but when it was time to come back, she was extremely positive about it as well. And so we kind of went through that whole uh, process together, and that was what was beautiful about that that show, Welding a Family. I, I would like to bring it back. It to be <clears throat> to be quite frank with you, it does come down to timing. I mean, it's we have so much going on, and and, and all of you do as well. It it. it Sometimes it, it takes a lot to find time for this show with interviews and everything too. 
the great thing about welding, welding a family is it's just the two of us. We, we don't have to have anybody else on. But, man, sometimes finding that hour to sit down and talk is just really tough. Um, but we, we enjoyed it, and we appreciated it. And it, it really was one of those things that was important to us. And it's kind of a, just a testament to uh, being able to sit and talk with Maria tonight. Um, you know, I, I think that as we've been locked down, we've probably been in rooms together a lot, in houses together a lot. We've probably uh, spent a lot of time looking at each other or being present, but not really being there. And, uh, you know, I, I think that even before COVID, one of the things we found about welding a family was that that challenge existed well before this. It was great to come into this studio where she has, honest to God, the most comfortable chair. And I sit on a stool with hardly any padding, but don't feel sorry for me. I have the better microphone. Um, and, uh, and sit and just be open with each other and, and talk about subjects and just be present. And and these walls are around us and there's nothing outside of these walls. And it's a very, very confined by design feel of the studio so that everything is just within six feet of each other. It's just the two of us. I think I think that's something that we've got to take a little bit more stock in that that maybe you share a house with a <laughs> with somebody, a significant other. Uh, uh, someone you're married to, someone that you've been with for a long time. Maybe, maybe it seems like you've shared the space, but you haven't shared the conversations. It's it's such a hard balance because I I, I don't think that it's just COVID. I think I do think this is a challenge that people have had before, but it's nice every now and then to take that time. We talked a lot. We talked a lot tonight about structure and schedules and i am not a schedule person i am a fly by the seat of my pants person if you have ever met one i have a wife and then my biological daughter both of them are the two most scheduled people i've ever met in my entire life and it's funny because me and my my uh my stepdaughter are the uh, fly by the seat of our pants kind of people. And yet we all somehow work out. Every now and then when we need some more structure, the these two win. Every now and then when we need to let stuff go, these two win. And it's nice to have that balance. But you you know, whether it's structured or or whether it's we we have a desire for everything to just organically happen, I think we do have to carve out that time because like it or not, as especially as Americans, we are overscheduled and we are pulled apart from each other constantly. I have a good job. I, I, I do have a very good job. I'm, I'm proud of where I am in my career. I, I'm happy with what I'm doing. Uh, I work with some really great people doing great things for their community um, th there's a lot to brag about, uh, what I'm surrounded with in, in my nine to five, but my nine to five bleeds into my family time and I hate it. 
That that's not me. That's that's not who I am. That that's not how I exist. I don't brag about, hey, I don't ever sleep. I constantly look at work. Well, it sounds like you're not a balanced person. You're probably boring outside of it. I, I I'm I'm not I'm not that kind of person. And I, I don't I don't mean to sound terse, but but that's uh, that that's your boy's feelings on that. I, I I don't find that to be something we brag about. I find balance to be uh, ideal to me. And um, I, I think that if we don't schedule it, we probably aren't as balanced as we think we are. One of the hardest things for me is um, when I feel like I lose touch with my wife, when I feel like we've been pulled apart um, while we're fighting the same fights and we're trying to get kids to school and we're trying to put money in the bank and we're trying to get this ready for vacation. You know, we're, we're getting ready to go on this vacation and we talk about going on this vacation with, with our friends, the Millers and all this stuff. I, I, I'm looking forward to going away with my wife. Even though we won't sleep on the same side of the camper the whole weekend, I, I am looking forward to those moments where we can be around because she's still the person that I enjoy my time with the most, you know. Have you told somebody that lately? Or have you just assumed because you've had to quarantine in the same house that you both understand it? Uh, don't assume so much. Don't assume that everybody knows exactly how you feel. Don't assume that you've reached out to everybody like you should. Don't assume that uh, you've done the best self-care with what's ar around you and what's been given you. We... Uh, We've lost a lot of freedoms, man. We, we we have, and we've just given them right up, and and because of that, we think that makes us better off, and it and it doesn't. You've got you've got to take care of yourself, and you got to take care of the people around you, and and one of the best things you can you can do is 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 say, hey, I just want to let you know how much you mean to me. <clears throat> Hey, I just want you to know it's 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 good to spend time with you. I'm glad we can hang out for a little bit. It's it's good to take that time. And it's good to let somebody else know that you you, you need them. I hope you do that this month. Um as as we're getting the chance to open up a little bit for those of us that feel comfortable doing it, I hope you're going out and doing things with friends for those of you that 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 aren't. I hope you're reaching out and you're talking to people anyway. But no matter where you are in your life, schedule some time, especially for those people around you. But when it comes to family, don't assume so much. Take the time to check in. Hey, you doing okay? Hey, I, I feel a little weird. I feel a little off of this. Have these conversations. This stuff is important. It'll make you feel better, I promise you. It'll make your life better, your family better. Now, I'd love to stay in chat a little bit longer, but uh, apparently I've got a camper to pack and probably a bug to pick up. <laughs> and uh, I hope that April April Fool's Day has, uh, has treated you well. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week.
This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. So different.